Welcome to Time to Call Out Fraud. I'm Ainsley Cunningham, Manager of Education and Communications with the Manitoba Securities Commission. And throughout this series, we've been playing you audio of a real scammer making their pitch. But in this episode, we're moving beyond demonstrating the risks. Because in this final episode of the series, we're talking about ways to keep yourself safe and why breaking the silence on fraud is an important part of protecting yourself and others. Uh, what is most misunderstood about fraud? Some people may think that it's, uh, it's a rare thing, and it's not. Manitoba Securities Commission Chair Dave Chop. I think all of us have gotten the uh, phone calls that purport to be from uh, Revenue Canada um, or or something something similar where they're on their way to uh, to uh, to seize assets or to uh, to arrest you unless you come up with money immediately um, or other other email scams or, or similar ones that are out there. Um, it's not rare. We're uh, we're all inundated by these kind of calls and the flavor changes. Uh, often the these emails look very really genuine and people can be taken in. Um, uh, there's just so many just uh, opportunities. So, uh, um, and that uh, modern technology, email, fo- robocalls, and that have, have really made it um, possible for them to cast a very wide net. So if they send out a million emails and get one or two hits, again, um, that's all they need. Uh, they can pursue those. Uh, interestingly, um, I was reading, in fact, today about a case in Alberta um, where uh, where a husband and wife team apparently had approached people in British Columbia and Alberta, and they had a foolproof uh, scheme for day trading. And people uh, have awareness about day trading, and they know that some people with these, um, with these online brokerages go on, and they can get in and out of stocks and make a lot of money. Um, uh, but the uh, uh, Alberta, uh, the authorities in Alberta just issued warrants for these these two individuals' arrest because they defrauded people out of one point three million dollars. And again, this I think is a perfect example of how something that is uh, that is uh, new or that you wouldn't have heard about 10, 15 years ago becomes a, a, an opportunity to separate people from their savings. Given that the threats are out there and evolving all the time, how can people mitigate the risk? The first step is to talk to someone. The internet is, uh, is is can be, as I've said uh, previously, can be a source of problems. It can be a vehicle for uh, f- uh, people to to commit fraud. It also can be an invaluable uh, resource for uh, for information, for credible information. There's a lot of very credible information out there from sources, um, uh, from government sources like ourselves, like Money Smart Manitoba, um, uh, from uh, educational uh, uh, organizations out there, uh, and uh, there's just many, many uh, uh, opportunities um, to, to access um, uh, good information. Um, also, uh, people uh, can uh, ask uh, people they know. They can ask uh, if they've got a concern about something, they can approach an investment professional. If they've got a banker they deal with, if they've got an investment advisor they deal with, they can sound it out and and um, and say, well, you know, I've been offered this. Is this realistic? And they can uh, p- uh, point them in the right direction or give them some advice. Um, similarly, family members, uh, you know, that I'm thinking of investing in this, um, they may be able to give good advice uh, on it. So there's, there's many sources out there. Talking to someone is important even after you've been scammed. It's okay to tell someone. Many people may feel like they can't tell their adult children, 
but there's someone to talk to. It could be a social worker, could be a friend, could be if you have somebody that's helping you with your investments, tell your investment advisor. If you have somebody that's helping you with your finances, tell them. But you're going to need some help, and that help needs to be financial and emotional. CanAge CEO Laura Tamlin Watts. You're going to get some resources together and make a bit of a plan because assuredly it's gone deeper than you know. You can go to the National Anti-Fraud Center's website or give them a call. They got good resources on what you need to do for that. I recommend calling the police if you feel like you can. They need to know about it and there may be some things that you can do. For if and there's any insurance on that money, because sometimes there is. Sometimes there's some of that money is insured. They're going to need a police report number. There are things to be done and you should do those things, right? You should report it to the police, even if the police aren't going to do anything and they may or may not, depending if it's a big or small thing, but you need that police file number. Detective Mike Stryline. I believe that people don't realize the resources out there that we can use to investigate frauds when they fall victim. They just automatically think their money is gone. And even if their money can't be recovered initially, sometimes investigations take two years and and sometimes money does pop up. And sometimes in cases, victims do get some percentage of that money back. We do have our ways. We we have our investigative techniques. We have uh, the ability to write judicial authorizations to identify where that money went to. We can we have other agencies that are are driven to uh arrest, interview other people receiving money through fraud. And we know we can make a difference. Um, We just need people to keep reporting it. That's the biggest thing. Keep reporting it. Don't feel embarrassed. Um, These fraudsters, they use techniques. They're trained tremendously how to facilitate frauds, how how to make victims believe that they're legitimate. They are very good at what they do. And we need to keep fighting against fraud. Otherwise, it'll just become too easy for them. Consulting psychologist, Dr. Moira Summers. To come forward when you've been victimized and and perhaps even victimized others, right? So in a lot of these scams, you get pulled into using other people's money in addition to your own. And then having to come forward with that, there is so much shame attached. I work with people to engage the value systems that in some ways drive the shame, right? So you're ashamed because you violated your values. Um, And so what, even deeper than that, what does your value system teach you about or tell you about what one should do when one has has done this thing? Um, Sometimes people are able to hook into a higher purpose, like, well, it's too late for me um, to, to remain unaffected by this scam. But if, if by coming forward, I can be helping other people, that sometimes becomes the reason. But tapping into their particular why and recognizing that this is a process, the process of healing coming through this is one that does not come overnight. Uh, in part because there often are significant financial repercussions and and just needing to find out how do you how do you unwind this knotted mess that's been created 
They just need to be in touch with people all along the way who will not add to their shame. And of course, for those who are most vulnerable to fraud, there are supports, including here at the Manitoba Securities Commission. One of the uh, uh, characteristics of modern society uh, is, of course, uh, an aging population, and um, and often um, uh, that's where a lot of the wealth is is concentrated. Uh, we find that often um, older people um, are are more vulnerable; they may be more trusting, um, um, and and these are uh, these kinds of people, and not just old people, but other people can be vulnerable too. They may have a cognitive impairment or something like that. So. That has been a focus of uh, securities regulators across North America, both in Canada through the Canadian Securities Administrators and in the States through the uh, North American Securities uh, Administrators uh, Association, which uh, we are a member of. And what we have done is we have, working with the industry, now uh, have a, a process in place where uh, investment advisors are um, asking clients if they have a trusted contact because uh, that the advisor can contact um, if they are concerned about um, what the person is doing. So if I'm an advisor at a, at a dealer, and you can come to me and you say, I want to withdraw $50,000. And, um, and I ask you, well, what is it for? And said, well, you know, I, I've got this opportunity. Um, and often an advisor said, well, no, this isn't a good idea. You really need to look into it. And pe but people can be very emphatic saying, no, no, I really want to do it. And after all, there is free will. They, it's their money and they can do it. But what we have now done is we're, um, uh, we've made it that, uh, that investment advisors are, are, uh, are to ask their clients, is there a trusted contact? That if I am concerned that either you're losing capacity, because it's not only in cases of fraud, if I think that you no longer have capacity really to run your own affairs, um, uh, up until now, there's nothing I could do. And now they can, they, if they have a trusted contact, um, say a, a family member, um, they have authority to go to them and say, listen, I'm really worried what your, your, your mother or your father's attempting to do or your brother or whatever. Um, and then they can try to to intercede there um, because uh, it, it it is a, a growing problem and um, and uh, so we think this is just one uh, step in in terms of of trying to protect people who sometimes can't protect themselves. It's a reminder that fraud affects everybody, but by working together, we can help keep one another safe. That's it for this episode of Time to Call Out Fraud. We hope you've enjoyed this series. Please leave a review and share to help spread the word and shed some light on these fraudsters. To learn more about investment fraud and how you can protect yourself, you can go to our website, moneysmartmanitoba.ca. There, we also have some information about things to watch for when investing, including remembering that low-risk, high-return investments don't exist, being on guard against someone pressuring you to make quick decisions, checking out whether the person selling the investment is registered to do business in your province, and being skeptical of overly complicated investments. And if you ever need to talk to someone, you can call 1-855-FRAUD-MB. They're there to listen to you. And thanks for listening to us. <laughs>